When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal Podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. Absolutely chomping at the bit. I'm pumped up. I'm raring to go. Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1887. That's absolutely correct. Someone had to. <laughs> <laughs> and Typer Pula is here. Hello, How are you, too? You all I, right? I'm really good. It's been a wonderful couple of days, Al. Yeah, it's been nice, hasn't it? It has. Mm. It's... it's it's why we used to go to the football in the first place. We had a great drink afterwards. We had a la- lunchtime kickoff, and we had loads of laughter afterwards. You have to say though that the lunchtime kickoff did make it did end up in quite dark places by about eight o'clock in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> what did you end up? Miles in Morrison's. You oh, know, I couldn't find my way out of there. <clears throat> It's not how it used I to I picked up some trolley in the car park and it didn't go straight sideways or backwards. I didn't know I was sort of pushing it. It was almost sparks flying. And, and, and the little coin thing was spinning round. It was obviously a derelict trolley, the sort of thing you only find in Morrison's. I was told. But I, was, I was so drunk, I thought, I can't go and wait, Trozo. I was told. No, I, was no, told no. <laughs> I was told that you can use a euro. I was told that you can use a euro in your trolleys and it gets away with I it. I think you can use a false fingernail than a trolley in what in morrison's in fact quite often you'll find one it was excellent we've got <laughs> uh, um our, our new watering hole was very accommodating well and i was we meant to i was laughed. meant to take linda to see murder on the orient express because i didn't you know the, the signs weren't looking good that we were going to get a result against spurs so when we did obviously we did stay behind for the odd beer you know about eight and so by the time i got i would had eight by about half past three <laughs> Can I just say? Can I just say it was excellent. Speaking of the the lovely Linda, yeah, um, looking great in some fake fur on Sunday. When mm-hmm. I bumped into you, you looked surprised. I thought you looked like it's I was going to make. I was going to make. Keith shoots out of his bow and arrow. <laughs> yes. Well, he was dressed. The rest of him was dressed like Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, my neighbour's was... going Rover, Rover. <laughs> you know, you know that look, Rover. <laughs> You know when you don't. The Dovers have killed another dog. You know when you don't recognise someone and you think that they're going to like kind of steal your wallet. That's the look that Keith gave me. <laughs> no, it was like slalom towards him. Well, you know, I've you were on a photo. skateboard. Seen, were you? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He fails to mention that he's hurtling towards me at thirty mile an hour. No wonder you missed him with the arrows. <laughs> yeah. I, I was on a skate. I was on a skateboard. Yeah, I was. Yeah. How old are you? The size of a you know, <laughs> size of a surfboard. <laughs> Even I could have stood on that thing and gone down the road. You're about the age, you're about... That's like seeing Shay Given on a skateboard. <laughs> We're the same age, it's, I think. It's inappropriate, right? Yeah. It's in a, Eddie and Katia. In the Katia? Yeah. In Keith? We call him Keith, right? Yeah. His surname basically says Keith. Yeah. So and he can be on a skateboard, but He I can be on a skateboard if he wants, yeah, when yeah. he's warming up to come on. Do you know what the best bit is? is uh, cause I, cause I saw Keith and it was really nice, so we walked him, walked back to... Um, Ketia? Is walk that back, it? Walked back to say hello to... Um, uh, 
Abbey. At our place to Abbey, <laughs> yeah. yes, to Abbey and Raffi. And then I went back down to the shops, which was on the way down. But fortunately, you'd gone by then, but I did come off my skateboard on the way back. <laughs> oh, you did? You <laughs> fell off it. No, oh, off oh, you back. don't bounce back up, do you, at your time of life? That's the trouble. <laughs> We don't manage back up. You stay down. Yeah. Don't you? you stay down. Stay down to try and make it seem more serious. Just like, wait for the embarrassment to go. Luckily, the wine bottles didn't break because we were celebrating. We well Save the wine bottles. We're celebrating well into the second day. Who yeah. goes down the offy on a skateboard? Very oh, few people. Right. Wait, so, okay, Ty, uh, show me a photograph of Keith and Linda. And all I can say, Keith, is Linda spends a lot more on her hair than you do. <laughs> Hang on, I dispute that. I've recently had a haircut at my Turkish barber's for forty pounds. Forty pounds? I saw you coming. No, because I get a shave. That is like a month's taking. No, listen, I get a shave. What fake. do they shave for God's sake for forty quid? That's the... got to be back cracking sack for no, forty get, quid. Get a shave, get a mud pack, and a they good... do it at arm's length. You know, they put they put the clippers on a selfie stick. <laughs> And they do his ass. That's, that they, <laughs> that's the forty pounds. I never want to think of that. <laughs> no, again. I don't want to think. You can about be on that. the street. You don't even have to go in the shop, though, do you? Listen, I don't go to any old barber. You know, I just get the prestige bar. I get the full Monty. Oh, so why were you hiding? Yeah, under, why were you hiding under your Indiana Jones because hat? Is that your Sunday best? No, it's my Sunday look. casual look. There's you nothing know, casual about that hat. You know, going up. That's a hat that you fight Nazis with a sword. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good hat, actually, isn't it? And then, <laughs> after a lovely Sunday pub lunch, we went to see... Uh, Linda took us along, because you know she loves to try and educate me. Uh, we went to Whitechapel Library to see uh, this guy, I think he's called Mike Dean, talk about <laughs> Yiddish jazz music <laughs> in the Mike, 20s. Hang on, wasn't Mike Dean a ref on no, the weekend? No. Well, it was Dean something. <laughs> might have been related to a German... <laughs> But, uh, well, hang on. No, not the referee. The referee does no, this jazz. Jewish bloke. Yeah, well, somebody had to. Fresh from allowing two offside goals. <laughs> he went down to go and front, front a Yiddish jazz quartet. Is that what you're saying? It's very interesting, Mike actually. Dean, Kevin Kevin Friend, who, <laughs> who angered Damien, by the way, by just being there. By being in, so, in their view. Uh, well, so, that, um, they, the first goal of the... Uh, oh, Derby the way, win! Yay! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh dear because they're better than oh, us oh god the, the pendulum has swung mate oh, it's how many times did you hear the words power shift in the pub oh. afterwards <laughs> just take, take your can time can I have two pints you... of power shift <laughs> <laughs> I went in the box and had a power shift <laughs> everything was related to the power shift oh yeah <laughs> It suddenly turns out that they're not as good as they're supposed to be, and we're not as bad. Who knew? They did not turn up. And then I, not uh, before up. the game, we were laughing. We were sitting there going, well, our forward line has cost 150 million quid or whatever, and theirs has cost 16, so ours has got to be 10 times better, right? And all laughing, you know, slightly <laughs> fearful, having seen Christian Eriksen's demolition of uh, Ireland in the week, and Harry Kane scores all the time, and all the rest of it. Anyway, it turns out that ours is worth quite... <laughs> basically, that is the market value of ours. <laughs> sensational <laughs> forward line and uh, they are pony and trap and it gave me a huge pleasure to go back to Milton Keynes at one point <laughs> you did actually which did, which did collapse got a laugh got a it laugh did, from uh, about five rows in block 32 collapse block 32 I have enough vanity to try and get a laugh off the surrounding fans every now and then <laughs> which uh, I got two laughs at the weekend the second one was when we were under intense pressure <laughs> 20 minutes from the end we completed two successive passes and <laughs> I went oh <"Olé!" laughs> Uh, Damien nearly <laughs> shat on his seat. <laughs> I'm with Damien on the O-line. 
it was an excellent moment but they didn't they didn't come in you know they didn't come into the game but we didn't allow them to Al. we played really damn well that day no well, well much was made of our expense you know oh, how much is your forward line how much was your forward line how much was your forward line it's the going rate for a top quality forward line how, how much was your centre back 45 million they spent on centre back mind you he looks quite a decent centre-back and there was nothing wrong with his tackle on Alexis Sanchez. And that's what makes it was an better. absolute mystery decision, that free kick. We, we was the other side of the ground from us. We go, what's he giving that for? <laughs> he must have seen something, right? Everyone's going, he must have done something. I don't know what he's done, the little shirt tug. But he hadn't at all. So well, that was a nice free free on kick. The, on the 17th viewing of match of the day, <laughs> I, I came to the conclusion... Still fast forward over the analysis, I, all right? I came to the conclusion <laughs> that it was uh, not a free kick. Um, but the good thing about that, because where we were, not only were we straight down the sight of Mustafi's header... Yeah, we knew it was in before you, it was in. We saw beforehand that Mustafi was going over to... He was going to measure Take it. Take, I'm going to stand, sure off, I'm gonna stand offside. Look for me, I'll be the one offside. Yeah, and when we're talking about offside here, we're talking about the width of a shirt, aren't we? I mean, really, offside for me is when you're well and truly standing daylight. on your own. I want you know, daylight. Exactly. I've seen him give daylight. I want seen daylight. Him give you, know. you know, I'm still bitter about Lacazette Thunderbolt at Stoke, right? Which was what? The width of a, yeah, a when stud. They said, oh, well, it's the correct decision because half of his boot was offside, which is not the reason it was given. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Right? I didn't know, like, for a second girl, which will come to because we haven't, used, we haven't finished we haven't laughing. Finished. We haven't finished laughing at the ah, first one yet. The splendour of Mustafi's header. Did you know <laughs> that the only part of you that can't be offside is your arm? Is you what? Did you know that? Your arm can't be offside. Your arm can't be offside. Your arms can't be offside. Because you're not allowed to use your arms to play the ball. That's the thing, right? You can pl- yeah. The only bit of you that can be offside is a bit of you that you can play the ball with. I didn't say it was a logical thing. I'm just <laughs> that's, telling that's, you. That's, no, that is the actual rule. Is that, a really? that is the actual rule, yeah. So you can wave your arms about in an offside position and torment people. I'm waving my arms. I'm waving my arms, listener, as if I was a level on the edge of the D. And you can and do that and not be offside. But, offside. You, can, but you know, when offside. they did announce, oh, look, he's offside, he's offside. You expect him to be, as you say, four feet on his own, smoking a fag while everyone else is away from him. And the ball comes over and he's got all the time in the world to knock it in. We are talking hair breath NASA technology to work out how far this guy was offside. Yeah, or just a basic bog standard replay on the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> Say that, Alan. It's, it's not offside. It wasn't offside. But just the same as the week before. No, no, it's just, good that it was offside. Oh, because that winds him up good. even more. Yeah. <laughs> one, one went our way for a change. Yeah, it didn't go our way at Manchester City, did it? Just as no. much, just as, much as um, I mean, I, I do remember quite a few pundits and everyone else going, well, I mean, if they're gonna, if the Arsenal fans are going to go on about the offside being the reason why they lost to Man City, then, you know, the decision's going to be the reason why they lost to Man City, then, uh, then you know, more for them. Exactly the same this weekend. If you cannot say that just because of uh, an infraction on either goal that we didn't deserve to absolutely trounce and humiliate Tottenham. Well, the second goal was only four minutes later, right? And it had been coming because we'd been getting mm. to the byline and getting it across. Lacazette nearly got onto one, didn't he? There's been a couple of moments and then it was just starting to build and we were getting in behind and creating chances and yeah, goal came. Nice little ball That's... in and Sanchez is about the only player you can think of what control? who could take the ball whilst <laughs> travelling himself <laughs> at quite a speed, speed yeah. and marked and close to the goal and control it and turn and control it have the kind of foresight to lift it over Lloris and do everything that he did in a blink of an eye it's a one well Lloris did help him by um, doing that sort of lying Joe, down. Joe Hart thing of sort of jumping backwards and lying down oh, like but your, yeah, du- right. your double criticism to the world's best goalkeepers <laughs> Bang, bang, double hit, Larice and Hart, down, yeah, both ouch. But Lacazette Can I just say very... to you, Manuel Almunia, just before you 
think too much about don't, the, don't the flaws of Hart and Larice. That came out. We'll come. I'm sure we'll come to him and Jens later on in this. But um, but uh, Lacazette absolutely fired that ball in, rifled that ball in. Like as you say, Sanchez is coming at an identical speed as the ball the other way. Yeah, and manages it. to kill. Manages yeah, to kill it. it nicely. Juggled on his thigh and then waited. That did like you know we praised Messi at this time. You know how the way that Messi always waits for the keeper to go and do something wrong. Well, he had a look at him. He had a look at him. Luis subsequently, he had two two similar chances that he hit straight at the keeper, didn't he? But he lifted that one nicely, and that Smashed was perfect because we needed that second one mm. before half time as well. I almost passed out. You know, when oh, his bedlam. <laughs> Bedlam in row 16. I'm not really up for all the hugging nowadays. I've backed well away from it. You did actually. You I did thought, actually. I'll get off. You, you can barely stand <laughs> to be fair. Old man. Yeah, well, the bloke in front of me, well, I don't know who he is, some friend of Rich's, we have to always use, or NBA height. Kept sitting down. And you kept, kept, kept standing up. I mean, what can't you see from where you already are? <laughs> he stood it up. He had a clear view into Pocatino's pockets. At six from three. there, Yeah. But my Pochettino changed coats at half-time, by the way. I did not notice yeah, that. Yeah, I think I'm the only person in the world who noticed that. So, <laughs> which is why this podcast is a cut above. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, when it comes to coat changing, we are second to none. coats are always superstitious. Yeah. Sign of weakness. But, you know, before we, got, before we got to those two goals, it was like, I mean... Bearing in mind the fact that the you know all the all the defence, I mean, we picked up Mustafi for our for our oh, cheers. Man, he was awesome. But all the defence were man of the match. So, but it was a bit of a shaky start. I didn't realise. I mean, you, whether he's overweight or not, whether he was just un, uh, unfit, I didn't realise the size of Harry Kane. He's a big lad. He's mm-hmm. a big lad. He's a big lad, and he did seem to kind of monster Kashani in the first couple. You're of a big man, but you're out of shape. <laughs> and wasn't and wasn't he just? You can't start with. Um, I mean, I've got a bit of a. Should I say he's here? I've got a bit of a man crush on Ericsson because he's so damn good. I mean, in the same way that Ericsson used to be. Absent without leave, mate. A well. used to be. But A-wall. he was not even on the he's damn not, pitch. He's not in the same league as Mesut Ozil. I know he scored a hat-trick against Ireland and it was very nicely done. And I was gutted, actually. And those World Cup players went all wrong for me. All wrong. We could have had a World Cup with Italy, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And instead of that, we've got Switzerland, Denmark and Sweden. And those are group <laughs> games you do not want to watch. I'm telling you now. Even though they've got one or two decent players, holy smoke, they'll be boring matches. They really will. Especially anything involving Sweden. That, I mean, even the, the horror of watching Italy fail to score against Sweden and playing with five defenders until there were 20 minutes left or whatever they did. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And in the end, it was Buffon was their principal attacking threat. Absolutely heartbreaking. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. I know Christian Eriksen has played well, but he's absolutely AWOL. Deli Alley's not looked like a kid. And suddenly, their, their forward line, which has been creating a lot of chances and taking them, which actually, on the face of it, you think, well, no, none of them can beat a man. None of them have got any pace. None of them can go wide. So why do they work as a forward line? Well, they didn't work on a day. And none of them have got any, any width at all, which I think <clears> is something... Um, I'm Claiming it for myself, but I think it was actually you who pointed out in the pub on Saturday that they've got they play with no width at all. Since. No, and they bring they brought Song on late, and they they put a lot of faith in Ben Davis getting up the field, but he didn't. Trippier they they rate too highly. Uh, Oria, I don't know, they didn't want to pick him. They got his like mus- They got this muscly middle in the middle. I like. I mean, I've always liked. Dembele, there's something like kind of languid about him, and he does the odd look away pass. You know how I feel about those. He's a very attractive like, man. Um, he's, he's a very attractive man. <laughs> but, I'll um, give him. I'll but give him none that. of them. But 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 they got. He looks know, they, like a soul singer from a band that was big about twenty years ago. He looks like 
He's just like in hot, no, I was going hot, cho- hot chocolate. That's not right. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what I find refreshing? Though? It looks like she did. He's from straight out. I'm going to say Earth. I'm going to say Earth. You can Google a photo now and pick out the one they, um, that you think looks like Moose and Dembele. If I was being a fair person, which I'm not, then you'd say that their three best players were unfair. Ericsson and you know Ericsson and this thing the weekend. But our best players played like our best players should, and that was what the massive difference was. And who would have thought that Jamie Carragher, being a defender of the Arsenal faith, he said this, he said, I think he said today on Football 365, which I thought was a really interesting point. No, no, he said it on Monday, it was reported on Football 365. If Ozil had played like Deli Alley had played, he would have been absolutely mm. slaughtered. And of course, that doesn't fit the kind of, you know, that doesn't fit the Spurs narrative. So he won't worry about, it, won't, won't worry about that for a minute. But Meza Ozil was fantastic. I had someone chatting to me in a week, I can't remember who, he so, turned up. so you don't get shamed. He turned up. Who, who said that, you know, oh, these big players, these big players will be in the shop window, they don't know what this, you know, but, they don't know what, they don't know what this derby game's I'm about. I'm looking at Earth, Wind and Fire, and there's eight of them, and none of them look like Muslim Dembele, so Morris, I've, I've got to take it back. But, listen, I tell you You're saying what, they all look the same, Al? What, we'll was, a, what was a pleasure for me? <laughs> no, I, I've no, got they, to say they, they don't, they've all got different sunglasses. I've had fantastic. It was brilliant, but listen, I've had for months Tottenham fans telling me how great they are. I mean, listen, you walk into a room with Chelsea or Man United fans or City fans, they give it large, you go, fair play, you've been there, you've won the Premiership. All I've had from Tottenham fans, you walk in, I don't get aggressive with them, I don't mention how shit they are, but as soon as you go in, they start talking as if they've won the Premiership and the Champions League for the last 10 years. You haven't won anything since 2008 and you're still telling me how you're a better club than what mine. What about Pochettino saying he does, he'd rather be where they are than, than ask the winning three FA Cups? Oh, just oh, yeah. win something. They don't want to win the FA Cup. They want to win the Premier League. Well, they're not going to win the Premier League. They've got to get past Manchester United. Dry your eyes, my friends. Dry your little eyes. You You will never win the Premier League or the Champions League. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. (laughs) You're not even going to win the FA Cup because you are shit. Don't you love it when someone. Tottenham Hotspur. You'll always be shit. You'll always be shit. You know, it's a good song when you hear men who haven't cleared their lungs. For twenty years, <laughs> hacking away right. phlegm and opening up bits of their lungs that haven't opened up the back of block thirty-two. Going, <laughs> you'll always be shit. You'll always be shit. You'll always be shit. <laughs> Nothing from the family enclosure. Nothing. <laughs> It was joyous to see. And what? the thing was, Arsenal were more up for it. And now, mm. it doesn't matter, over the years, the thing that's always got us through is that Arsenal have always been more up for it. And, that, yeah. and we have lost a couple of games against them. One in particular annoying one when we were two up and lost 3-2. And so maybe they think every now and then there'll be a chance. But there wasn't a chance on the day, <laughs> it turned out. They absolutely didn't turn up. And the, the way the ground went up, with hysterical laughter when Kane and Ali got substituted, that was, was priceless. Well, there was that moment, and we did talk about it, Al. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is strange times when your own substitution gets double booed mm. and the opposition substitution gets massively You're talking cheered. about Lacazette being weird. removed, which people didn't want to see because they like Lacazette, they're warming to Lacazette. But it wasn't really and about Francis that, was it? It wasn't about on. that. It was as much about Coquelin and the manager, and I did think... 
Matthew was a bit inappropriate. We were two 0 up after seventy minutes. It's a defensive substitution. All right, it's not who you want it to be. What would have happened? Well, if I, it thought was Jack? I thought Jacker was on the yellow. So that, I thought yeah, that's we, we, we were saying we thought Jacker would come. Yeah. I did think. I mean, it is a bit out of order. was a red card waiting to happen that time. And Cockerland's form has been absolutely toilet. Yeah, and we have gone from. I mean, there's been a low and a high in the last couple of weeks for those of us who who were stupid enough to attend the Red Star Belgrade home fixture lured in lured in as we were by the arrival of a a former great one of the great names perhaps the finest (laughs) name of a football club in the history Mm. of the world Red Star Belgrade and they turned up stunk the place out Hosnall were absolutely woeful and Cockerland in that game it was like he was on a bet not to pass it to one of his own team he looked absolutely awful I don't know why I find it so funny didn't have much of a better game but he's a much much better footballer and you're thinking the derby he's bang up for it he's Arsenal right and the, and he just has to sit there and watch Cockerland go on there's a couple of things why about didn't, this house. why didn't Jack go on there's a couple of things about this about four o'clock you said like who's co- like are you coming to the game tonight and first of all, there's the indignity, there's the indignity of the 805 kickoff. You're talking about the Red Star Belgrade. Yeah, yeah, you messaged me. You didn't anyone? turn up, did you? I didn't come. Absolute white feather territory, that is. <laughs> yeah. You don't deserve Tottenham, my friend. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve to have been there. And the reason you don't feel it in the way I do, the reason you weren't disorientated in Morrison's at 8pm... <laughs> was because you didn't have the deep seated <laughs> reservoir of loathing for life itself that those of us who went through Red Star Belgrade nil-nil at home went through. I can feel your disappointment in the non-answered text. Are you coming to the pub? And I was like, I'm still working. Nothing. Still nothing. Working. Like yeah, nothing. Yeah. Not a word. And then afterwards, he posts his head up on Twitter just like, I feel so stupid. I feel so stupid. I feel a fool for going. I feel a fool for going. I feel a fool for going. And someone did, someone did tweet and point out so you might have missed a few games in the 80s no my friend I did not miss any of those games in the 80s no. but this is the first game since the 80s it was that bad it was terrible it was I mean, a shocker I mean a stinker I mean, and there was, was it worse f- than Everton in a cold oh god it was was it worse than Everton in a cold at least that was a two all draw at least there was some stuff went on but nothing I mean, I quite, happened I remember, the, I remember Stephen Pienaar to me, yeah. he's like, you, you like Mr. Dembele. I like a more petite man. <laughs> the ground was empty. He scored a little lo- lofted. There's a lofted. I've uh, always quite uh, fancied him. He's mine. Yeah, All right, you can have Musa. I've got a lot of peanut. I mean, what about you, Keith? Which football do you think is really sexy? Well, God, no. Keith, Keith is still denying. Well, that's something from the women's to women's Keith's team. Keith still yeah. denying they kiss me. We'll come on to it. We'll come on to. Don't the, pretend you're interested we'll come in on the women. We'll come on to the Premier. You haven't got the first idea. We'll come yeah. on to the Premier in a bit. Al. I don't want to jump out of sequence. But do you remember who we met? Uh, Sophia, Sophia, the um, uh, uh, the the lovely girl for uh, Arsenal fan who we met. Uh, what, what and Keith, there's a black girl that we met at the Arsenal '89. Oh match, yes, yeah. A girl called Sophia. She was Sophia on. Uh, Twitter, a yes. very lovely woman. And Keith yes. was like, we liked it, her. Keith was like, it was you, wasn't it? It was, it was you. It was, it was you back in '98. It was her <laughs> who I kissed. It I'm wasn't Keith. It wasn't. It was Keith. It, 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 it was me. We've done that. Are we done with the derby? No, no. Yeah. no are we done with we the derby. We haven't mentioned that for a while. <laughs> I don't know. Are we? Are we done with the derby? No, we're not done with it. No, 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 no,
when this fella, who I've never a long time, is a friend of mine, was going, what about how much did your forward line cost? I mean, how much did your forward line cost? Well, you can't resort to that. Because then I took the trouble, of course, to have a little look at Tottenham's transfer <laughs> spending <laughs> over the last few years. And in, def- in, in Pochettino's defence, he did not spend 25 million quid on Roberto Saldado, but Tottenham did. Or Soldado or Soldado or whatever. Yeah. And, and 22 million on Son, who only plays every now and then, and 17 million on Janssen, who was rubbish, and 30 million on Lamella, and I don't know if he's injured or what's happened to him. Lamella's and 30 injured. million on Sissoko, mm. and people who really. They have wasted a lot of money. They haven't done very well. And the fact that we've bought three expensive forwards who turn out all to be world-class, oh, that's terrible management, isn't it? But I'm delighted they all turn up on the day. The issue now is how many of them are going to be here next season. And principally, today, Meza Ozil's being linked with a move to Barcelona. Any, oh. any thoughts? That, I feel a lot better about him going to Barcelona than the other terrible option, which was him going on a free to, to, Man- Manchester, to United. Manchester United, which is as hideous as it because sounds. Because that, that becomes suddenly from buying them and having them at the club being excellent management letting them run their contracts down and go one to Man City and one to Man United is it, is that's like your head blowing off management <laughs> isn't it that is well, I mean really I don't know how, how the shareholders meeting would go then with the chips pretending that that was a good idea I have well, no idea the, the trouble with old people when they cling on too long like Robert Mugabe we've got <laughs> eventually they have to go and I think with if our you, management team, you t- they have to go. If you told me that Robert Mugabe was going to go before Arsene, Arsene was going to outlast. We ain't out of the country Mugabe. yet. So what is it? Are we on? The, is it the Veng, is it the Wenger media meltdown now? Is that where we need to go to now? Because the Mugabe. No. What's going to happen with them two boys? Are they going to stay at Arsenal or not? Absolutely not. But I think Arsene sounded not even Meza. No, Arsene Wenger sounded like he knew they were going to go because he was asked, "Would does a defeat, does a win like this change?" changed uh could it change the impression of the club with your two star players and he said i don't think i've been around long enough to know that a game like this isn't going to make any difference which is very defeatist for him because he does normally come out with the same story but i believe the will stay you know but he didn't come out with that i think he knows i think we all know that yeah, they're gone they're i think we've got and I the only reason why the only stay because the only reason well exactly the only reason ozil might stay is because someone else doesn't want him which is why now it's quite interesting that barcelona have come in because um, well, Alexis Sanchez well, is, they've come in because Coutinho has now gone up to four hundred million right. pounds. Right, so Alexis is is is, is five hundred million. Is, Alexis is a hot mess, and he's going to go to Man City. And I mean, Alexis must be fuming looking looking at De Bruyne, like putting out chances like that for a laugh. And he must be thinking, I could be doing this, but well, whether it's starting or not, it's another thing. But I think it's more. I mean, Alexis is almost certainly gone, and Mesut Ozil will only stay if somebody doesn't want to, if somebody doesn't or can't buy him. Then I, the point really of the matter that. is, right? If they go and they go on a free or they go at cut price in January, we've got to buy not again January. big. Not January. It can't, well, it, can't it depends be, what they offer. It can't be January, Keith. It can't be January. Mm. They can't go to the end of the season. I think by the time you enter a contract, by the time you enter the last season... With Manchester you, City putting a big bid, though. But by the time you've entered the last season, mm. you've just got to commit yourself to saying they're going to run out of contracts and leave. It is an absolute white flag of Van Persie proportions again. I know. They leave just, in January terrible. and stay in the Premier League. If they mm. leave in January, then it's an absolute... Then, I mean, Arsene Wenger... Who has got the thickest skin going cannot come out. <laughs> they can't come out the tunnel if they go to one of our Mourinho, say, Premier Mourinho, Mourinho, would, Mourinho would take Ozil just for fun. Yeah, he'd do yeah, it. Of course, a bit, he would. Just, be just, for, the, just yeah. for the laugh. Mm. I don't want him. But <laughs> <laughs> he'll upset the Arsenal oh, fans. Wenger wants him, right? And his Wenger's playing. He's yeah. it, so we just have him, right? And he'll sell us for yeah. late. He'll sell us for Laney as well. Too funny. <laughs> <laughs> sell us Let's have him. No, we took Fabregas to Chelsea. 
Don't mention the Fabregas thing. Fabregas, Fabregas play against West Fabregas has gone back to being Luke Skywalker. Did you again, see him playing against West Brom? Yeah. He's gone back to being just amazing. I mean, again. sometimes I look at him and I'm like, how do you... Sometimes you cry you, every time you mention but the, him. Every, every shot he plays... You know when a golfer is in a, in a bunker and he, and, he's, and, he's, and he does a slightly unusual slower swing? It's a little bit softer because he's got to get it out of the sand. <laughs> Every shot, every pass Fabregas plays is like that. He sort of lazily swings his his leg and sort of feathers the ball. It doesn't matter if it's going five yards or 70. His timing is so sweet. You know that he could play with a tennis ball and still and still pass every I still ball. I still haven't recovered from that Sherlock, you know, the, the Sherlock I pass. Put, I, st- I put a thing up saying, in response to Stoney, right, about... Um, Fabregas, not signing him, was an act of actual madness at the time when we had Flamini and Arteta and, and Thomas Rosicki absolutely on his last legs and someone sent me a tweet going, oh, that's bollocks and a bit of, look, a bit of hostility, but I think, no, really, I really mean it. He would have been a major asset for us over the last three or four years. Oh, a major a asset in, in midfield, especially what, with what turned out to be a terrible... A shocking, harrowing injury to Santi Gazzola. I don't know if you've been reading any of that. Oh, I've seen a photo. It's absolutely heartbreaking. So the nicest man in the world, a massive talent, going through that. I mean, really, it's awful. So, I mean, I hope he gets better soon. I really do, because I miss him a lot. Just miss watching him. Just miss what a talent he is. And hopefully he comes back. But in the absence of that genius, there was another genius, and we would let him go our rivals. It's unbelievable management, anyway. Well, no, no, no it is a I fundamental, don't... though, because if you look at what we've got now, and you look at Coquelin and you look at El Nenny, and then you go Fabregas, oh, take, you know, it's ridiculous decision. I like, I like the we way should Keith, never have made that. Keith, I like the way Alan said, anyway, as if he's just brushed it <laughs> brushed it to one side and got, over, got over it. I never and will. It wasn't five, you know it's one of my all-time favourite footballers. I do know that. And, do know and, that. And, with good reason, And it's one of the all-time great Arsenal midfielders. That do you remember, because it's after he left... Almost the first like televised game back in Chelsea's when like you know the air kind of got heavy and the world slowed down and he did that pass to Scherler, which is still one of the greatest yeah, things. Yeah, first time ball at Burnley. Oh, but this what thing was most amazing yeah. was even in that crowded final third at Turf Moor, where famously there is no space for man or beast, <laughs> and Sean Dyche's <laughs> principal talent is he's able to give you about as much oxygen. As, uh, as Sandra Bullock had something in, we'll in, find out in this gravity, weekend. right? Some- yeah, there is no oxygen and turf more in the final third. Good luck breathing in there. <laughs> and there he was, standing about in space like God's chess piece, playing that ball. Anyway, he had a wonderful game against West Brom. Tony Pulis, R.I.P. Uh, what a shock. Can we have a minute silence? I understand. Okay, a couple, um, couple of seconds then. He's had to <laughs> take enough. off the penis hat. And, uh, <laughs> and, but if, if anyone thinks he's going to be out of football for long, think again. Oh. I mean, he is going to find a chance. Can I? actually make a, a a very brief stand in and by the way uh, in, he should be the next Wales manager can I make a nice br- shout no Thierry Henry is going to be the next Wales manager do you hear that <laughs> really? one really Tony Pulis always Tony Pulis Tony Pulis made an incredible statement on Friday just I mean Tony Pulis has known he's going to be sacked for for ages right and he stopped caring a while ago and his um, interview after have you the game, taken my bottle of wine I borrowed it yeah no give it back <laughs> This is like Hobo Wars. You've emptied it. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) emptied it. I've emptied it. Hobo Wars. (laughs) This is like watching two down and out. You take them all, mine. You've emptied it. Give us it here. All we need is a barrel with some flames coming out of it. We're sitting by the Thames. Can I ask you your (laughs) personal... I don't want to talk about (laughs) Can I ask you your personal highlight of uh, the weekend's derby match? 
Ooh, well, I tell you what, actually, apart from winning uh, <laughs> 2-0, I believe the score was, I met one of our young players who's yet to break into the team, a young Polish guy called Christian Bilek. You know Lucy, who sits in front of all the uh, young bloods? Yep. Yes. A really nice guy. And you just think, oh, God, I hope you make it as a footballer. And, I, you know, he's going to be a centre-back. I think he's been on loan to Birmingham a few times. Right. And I just thought... And he was just so polite, and you just think, "Yeah, I want you to be. I want you to be in our, you know." They're all down the, down the down the front of block thirty-two. The youth players. That's right. right. Yeah, see yeah. Quite often. And it's interesting because that was your highlight. That, of the day. It was because he was so. I just thought, oh, meeting Bielik. Meeting Bielik. Yes, it was it's not why. Well, apart from winning two now. <laughs> and how did that Derby win rank in the firmament of Derby victory? Oh well, I don't. Know. It's it's definitely. Uh, it, could I put it to you? Uh, yeah, that put before it for the game. <laughs> yeah. The game that came to mind for me mm. was a game that I remember well, and you probably do well, was when Mickey Hazard was playing with Tottenham. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had a brilliant game against <laughs> Arsenal, and Tottenham won 3-1, and he scored <laughs> twice, I think. Do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that might happen. Oh, listen, I was, I was not I was, looking forward to it. I was sort it. of, like, you know, glumly predicting 2-1, hoping it wouldn't be a draw, because mm. who, who wants a draw in any game? But, mm. mate, thinking it might go 1-3. Mm. That, that game did. Yeah, well, I, I th- no, I wasn't looking forward to it, because, you know, all, you know, everything in the press, everything, you know, this pendulum has swung the other way, blah, 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 and you're thinking, well, Tottenham have got to be up for this, because they're in, in, you know, they're going for the Premiership. Yeah. And, well, you know, I just thought, we're on a downer, we're going to get done. But we turned up. We turned up. And we did turn up. Yeah. It was uh, epic. Yeah, two nil. Who knew? Well, <laughs> who knew it meant so little to you? It, no, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't realise. I mean, I think my highlight was like walking up to the game. <clears throat> walking up to the game, there was a lot of noise going on beforehand, and having been so defeatist about the whole thing, I went to um, I went to yoga that morning, Keith, to to, to try and. Um, oh, I had a rare Polish builder. <laughs> 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 I went to I went to yoga to try and calm myself down, and you've got this, you know, uh, oh, as, as you as you know, as you know, uh, Keith, you know, you normally finish yoga in a position called shavasana, where you're well, of course, just relaxing, yeah, and you're supposed to relax, empty your mind, and be very mindful, concentrate on your breath. And all I could think about was um, two things: was Cockerlang going to play centre half? That was the first thing, and just how good was it going to be that feeling if we win? Because it's like we got this lunchtime kickoff. Which and we normally never turn up which at. Which we <laughs> normally never turn up at. The whole story is about how good they are mm. and so on. And I'd, I'd, I'd walk myself into this corner that it was just, let's get it over with, let's get that draw and let's get out of here mm. so we haven't lost, I haven't lost too much face because, you know, we You never thought that this team could be up for it. And I'll tell you why you didn't think it could, because... Watford away because oh. we dominated the game at Watford. We were goal up, mm. could have been two, could have been three. As soon as they equalised, instead of all then thinking, you knew. you knew, hang on a minute, what's going on? Why, why have we collapsed like this? We should absolutely, this is embarrassing. Have a look around at one another, say, come on, let's go and win it. They shouldn't be level. Instead of that, they just retreated backwards and backwards. You knew, you knew, and then, you knew. And then they had the, Troy Deeney taking the piss out of them in the papers. But you know what, Al? But you know what? It's like just coming over the bridge, it's suddenly. <clears throat> And you hear them not chanting away, and Arsenal fans are up for it. I mean, you know, we know how quiet you know we know how quiet it is at the Emirates. But you had this feeling just coming up there, 
suddenly it was so it, it was like I mean it has not been fun for ages right Chelsea 3-0 last season was I think the last time that I had a really good time at so the it was a, you felt a good so atmosphere I outside just the ground felt the atmosphere outside the ground was and brilliant and it was a good atmosphere from really the kickoff and really good from kickoff and and I felt comfortable when we were in there, very surprisingly so. So, and then you ask yourself why, but I hadn't realised until afterwards that it's been it's, it's 2014 since we've had that feeling against him. That's that's them lot. What are we doing waiting three and a half? Shaka years and Ramsey did well. Shaka, Shaq. Mm. Do you think? Yeah. Do you uh, think that the, <laughs> that generally speaking, that the new fitness regime and the new uh, coaching? I think start, something has changed. Do you think mm. because Ramsey, who in the last couple of years has had a, I don't know if the glass hamstring is the right phrase, but he has been prone to a pull. Right, he's been prone to a soft tissue injury. Mm. He looks like an absolute monster at the moment. There was and that he, run. Still, he still does a little turn when you wish he wouldn't. He doesn't always take the simple ball. He played a beautiful. Well, do you remember pass that? Do you remember that run? Fullback. Do you remember that run we were getting tell excited you, about? Tell you, I'm nearly at the end of the sentence. It won't take me long. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you it really won't you may think it's not worth hearing and you won't be alone but I'm going to get there he played a lovely pass inside the inside the fullback for Bellerin do you remember that mm-hmm. ball and he was still busting the gut when we were trying to score on the break late in the game every time he was there every time he is fit as a fiddle maybe they all are maybe maybe that has worked out well we, this is the first season we haven't, we haven't picked up about five injuries before the season we don't starts. seem to have calf strains hamstring strains yeah. all that sort yeah of and they'll be back in three weeks which we know is a bloody lie yeah. and apart yeah. from Giroud we don't normally like I mean, how often have we got used to the international injuries which mm. we haven't really had as well so do there you does think seem that, to be a manager did, I mean is on. it kind of in my imagination or do you feel like that they, they do look strong I mean listen that was a Tottenham game where Tottenham was supposed to turn us over and it's a shift of power and whatever it was annoying in a lot of ways that they all turned up for that game and they didn't turn up at Liverpool away and they didn't turn up at Watford away and they weren't that good at Stoke away I mean really it was annoying it's, and it was very annoying to see Cockerland at centre back at Man City and it was an inevitable <laughs> defeat despite the decision so really there's been all kinds of mess going on but they all tipped up on the day. It was the first 11, right? That seems to be the first 11. It's the first time for a couple of years mm. where I think he knows what his first 11 is. And st- Nacho Monreal's still in it. That was a yeah, You know, fair yeah. play to him. <laughs> He's hung on to that berth. And the three at the back suits him perhaps better than any player because he doesn't have to play fullback anymore. And he, can, he knows what his job is. And he, the one thing you can't criticise him for is he does want to do well. Although, he does want to do well. If I am going to criticise him, there was a. Yeah, I know what se- you're going to mean. I yeah. went, I went <laughs> yeah. mad. You and I was screaming you. in your ears. 70 sec- <laughs> second minute. He's over. 70 second minute, 2 0. Our, full, our left back stroke centre half is overlapping yeah, doesn't, get the, touch doesn't get the ball given to him and he's screaming away going why don't you pass to me and I'm screaming back at him because you're the kid left back <laughs> yeah but <laughs> what, what about I mean? so there what was about it turns out Nacho and I'm, t- I'm trying to be nice about Nacho because he's done well as, as a left sided centre back all season he's tried hard and we've had some we've had some defeats and he's played his part in those but the highlight of my Nacho season so far is when he when he got the ball in his usual position away at Goodison Park, had a look down the wing, saw an acre of grass with an, with an Arsenal player in it, turned round, looked at Pear Check and passed it to <laughs> was it Nias? Or, <laughs> absolutely landed Pear Check in it. Check took a touch, big mistake, big mistake. 
and oh. should, should have just cleared it. And then we ended up conceding the, the most embarrassing goal. Can you imagine if that goal had meant something? Can you imagine if that had been an equaliser or even a winner? <laughs> Nacho has still got it in his locker. Fair play. But a word for the defence. I mean, while we're here, while we're at the back, oh, yeah. Mustafi was astonishing. First game back. I mean, just you know, there was one moment at the start of the game when Mustafi and Koscielny went for the same ball, collided, and Kane was in, and that could have been a goal, right? Mm. That could have been a goal. Maybe if Kane was hundred percent, it would have been a goal. And I thought, yeah, here we go, the Keystone Cops. But they that didn't transpire, right? We got away with it. That was Mm. their mistake. After that, they nailed it, and I really was impressed. And he made a couple of flying blocks that reminded you of the old days of the old '89 side, Mm. even which we'll come to later. I tell you what. Love and, but you know the 2004 just yeah. throwing yourself yeah. the Keown yeah. thing just yeah. throwing yourself and Koscielny really grew after goals well, Koscielny was so like you know those little pumps that you do to yourself and the doorman no one's getting in is he you know he's not on the list mate you're not coming in <laughs> Yeah, you really should definitely play in one of those paramilitary leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> He's a doorman. He's an absolute doorman. He should have a headset. Yeah. <laughs> should always have an index finger in his ear. Yeah. Dark glasses. I'm sorry, Mr. Wenger, what was that? He shall not pass. Yes, sir. He will not don't worry, he will not get into the penalty area. Your name's not down. He's got a touch of the Pacha Herrera in, in narcos that about him as well. We have lacked a player like him for years. I mean, we, I just want a few more. I mean, I just it's love the true, isn't He's it? He's massive, and that's what we need. But what I need another But Kev, do you remember in the old days mm. when there was Nigel Winterburn or mm. somebody like that? How many times was that last ditch block, that last mm. ditch tackle, someone throwing themselves, Kevin Richardson, and people like that? They all used mm. to do it, and you took it for granted. And now it stands out. It stands out as a moment we go, oh, hang on a minute. Mm, yeah. That was a brave, ferocious, committed Arsenal defender. And that if they do that all season, we've got to do it. Just do that. Yeah, just do it. Just do that because there's a lot going on at the top of the pitch. There's a lot of talent up there. There's a lot of good players. Just do that. Just be that organised and that committed. Mustafi has sometimes seemed a bit headless chicken. A bit he's hot headed, but actually maybe maybe the derby suited him. Definitely. I mean, there was one point where I was like, going, "Don't dive in! Don't dive in! Don't dive in!" He dived in. He went the ball so cleanly. <laughs> It was like, all right, he, fair he enough. He did one massive diving in the first half, though, didn't he? And they got a shot away. He st- I mean, he's a bit sort he's of still, loony. He's still and the thing that's interesting it. to me about it is, is that Wenger puts him in the middle. Yeah. Hmm. He doesn't put Koscielny in the middle to run it. He keeps Koscielny hmm. on one side. You think Koscielny's a captain. He's going to be the linchpin. He's going to be there in the middle. And sometimes when Mertzak is there, he, he's the one who can read your mind and he's always three yards ahead because he has, doesn't have the pace to actually, you know, to take a chance. So he doesn't go out of position and commit. So he drops off and he kind of marshals things and that's his role. Mm. I can't, sometimes I think, <clears throat> does Wenger really know what he wants that middle person to do? Because when you're picking El Nenny there or Cockerland there, then you're asking, a bit like Tottenham did at the weekend, Eric Dyer was there, you're asking the player to step into midfield when you're in possession, right? To leave those two defenders behind and to go and be in the play. But when Mertesack is there, that's not what you're asking him to do. So suddenly, so now with Mustafi, you're sort of between two stools. You've got a committed, tackling, heading, aggressive defender, but by no means a passer. It's true, it's true, isn't it? it but Koscielny, seem- he likes, because Koscielny 
is if if Cristiano was Italian in the seventies, he'd have two hundred and fifty caps. <laughs> because this this man, if you said to him, "Man, Mark," he would never leave you alone. And the nice thing about the back three, which works well for and works well for Tottenham too, actually, because it works well for Vertonghen, is you say to him, "You can just go and follow him. Mm. You can go and follow him. If Kane goes over there, go with him. You and don't it, have to worry about." And it, it. really works for. Um, <clears throat> it really works. I mean, you mentioned him, but it really works for running around. A word for him. I mean, we've all you know, we've all had our fun with him, but he's been a very very consistent he defender. knows what his job and is half position works for him it works for him because if you're the if you're the left back and then Arsenal fought back four your job is to be the world's best left winger <laughs> that's your job and you'll have no cover absolutely the 4-3-3 three, no three, I mean I've knocked him right now because uh, let's face it he is absolutely never going to be at Kenny Sansom Ashley Cole Nigel Winterburn level he just isn't uh, but he doesn't play left back anymore. Mm. He plays centre back, but not actually centre back. It's, it's, as you say, it's a half position where he's required to play left of a three, and he can do it. He Which means it. he works really well with a marauding <clears throat> with a marauding tank. And like you can't fault his. Mm. He, he wants to yeah. do it. Speaking mm. of defending, just one word for um, how Lacazette defended from the front. I was quite surprised at that. I didn't know. I, I just wasn't expecting that. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be so switched on. I was saying before, I don't know how much of like he reminds me of. Um, the best you said he was Jermaine a bit like Defoe. Defoe, and I said to you, I don't think Wenger would ever sign Defoe. He didn't sign Defoe. No, and he, he sold right. He would, doesn't want a poacher. There, there has to be more to Lacazette. And because every every forward that we sign turns up, and if they're not Thierry Henry, but this guy has really got something. He's constantly alert and on the move. His first touch is excellent. He's quick. And, oh, doesn't he hit it? I mean, that finish mm. against Stoke, which was a goal still, yeah. by the way. That was outstanding. But He's you, a good player. But do you think that's a reason why he didn't play him against Man City? I have no idea. That's ridiculous why he didn't play him. I have no so idea. Made the same mistake at Liverpool. Because he doesn't play him. Do you think then... he'd be a passenger? I'm just, you know, a passenger in bigger way games? I think question, that, I think that in those games, both of those teams, City and Liverpool, are possession teams. There's going to come, it's, it's very, very hard. We've seen it against Barcelona over the years. Even if you win the ball, you, if you're going to win the ball, you're probably in your own third when you get it off them. And they're all on you. Mm. And so you've got to pass your way and you can't get out. And that is how Pep works. And Klopp's trying to follow it at Liverpool. You get into their half and you just suffocate them. Mm. And so I think that what he thought was, we'll just go long in those games, away from home, against Liverpool and City. When we get trapped in, we're bound to. Mm. their possession size. We're going to concede possession. We're going to go long. And Lacazette... Is not the person because he doesn't have the height or the ability mm. in the air to be that target man. So in the end, he got sacrificed. And so there's a lot made about oh his feet, but he is diminutive, right? He is not. In the old days, it would have been a four-four-two. It would have been Giroud and Lacazette, and they'd have smashed the league. They'd have smashed <laughs> the league, you know, like Alan Smith and Paul Merson. They'd have smashed it. We'll get on to that in a minute. Mm. I'm gonna. This is going to be the longest podcast <laughs> that you have ever listened to. Yeah, if you're it. thinking they're going on a bit, yeah. turn it off now. Come back in about a week. <laughs> We're going to get in a minute. We'll get on to the eighty-nine film. We're not doing a separate. We're going to. Well, maybe we will. No, we won't. No. It's going to be. Epically, hugely long. So go and have a cup of tea. <laughs> they can always pause it. I mean, they can pause it, <clears> aren't they? Pause oh, is that what out. people do? I don't they listen can... to the podcast. I think they're just, uh, just egotistical arseholes rambling on unedited. <laughs> 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 don't know what makes me think that. Just a moment of clarity, moment of self-awareness. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh. Sound of my own voice. What could be better? Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure everyone would love this as much as <coughs> I do.
Uh, we've got a new chief scout called Sven Hottentot Mistletoe or something and we've got him Steve Rowley who's who's, uh, his last big discovery was uh, Ray Parler (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's that's unfair obviously but I feel sorry for Steve Rowley for two reasons one it's the end of an era and also because it's not really his time is it well it's just that you know you've been there for 25 30 years Travelling all over the place to hundreds of matches, and you get to the end of that epic career. You've given half your life to Arsenal. You should be get. You probably will get the silver cannon officer chips and all that. And I mean, a half a lifetime of committed Arsenal, and and they, and you finish it, and the lazy arsehole journalist goes, the man who discovered Ray Parler. <laughs> Oh, and not know. that discovering Ray Parler wasn't a great thing, it yeah. was, but yeah. I mean, come on. It must be somebody other than me. <coughs> so anyway, it, so it's... So now I changed uh, Tat. Now um, we've got... Is that, is that what you call him? Yeah, I, 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 I did friend. ask... Um, He's come from Borussia Dortmund. He's apparently he fell out with Thomas Tuchel. He did. The so highly rated... So we can't get him as manager makes, then, well, that makes Bayern Munich <laughs> wanted him and now Arsenal have got him. So yeah. now the next Aubameyang, the next Lewandowski, sadly not Aubameyang or Lewandowski <laughs> themselves. themselves yeah. uh, I, am told, I am told by um, uh, a friend of mine, a, a German expert, a journalist called Kevin Hatchard, that is a very, very astute signing, very bright, and he's oh. very thrilled for oh, us. Well. So um, oh, oh. watch this. Spend. I wonder if he could go down to our academy that let Harry Kane go. I'd like to call that guy in and say, <laughs> you, uh, do, you, I'd say do you know the point of an academy is to find these golden nuggets? Certainly, yeah. Well, let's look at the last three we've let it's a go. Real sliding doors, <laughs> it's a real sliding doors thing. Well, I have tried to think in brief moments, in uh, slow moments, <laughs> mostly in Shavasana, Keith, um, about whether there's not that much lovable about Harry Kane. He's just not the kind of... I'll take his goals. <laughs> Anyway, we'd only have him for a couple of years. We'd sell it to Barcelona. I can't do Harry Kane because I can't do my Harry Kane joke. Not allowed to do it. Not allowed to do it. If you follow me around Morrison's at eight o'clock in the evening after six (laughs) hours of drinking after a derby, a lovely sight. I will offer it up for you, but I'm not allowed. I was was about to say something in praise, and rightly so. I was about to say something in praise of uh, Deli Ali, but (laughs) at this point, it is worth pointing out the fact that he's a diver. Delhi Alley dives. Delhi Alley dives some more, is and then a, we should move on. But then he dives a bit. He's more. a cheat, and he's a nasty, spiteful little cheat. And you take him in a hole. <laughs> 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 but he was a he was a massive disappointment against Xavi, isn't in the World Cup? Now, uh, can we? We should before we go on to talking about the '89 film and all that involves. Um, Arsene Wenger responsible for the win at the weekend or just a happy accident well no he is I mean look I mean of course he is of course he we doubted Mustafi he turned up Mm. we doubted Chaka is he starting to show it starting to show it I, Do you I, think I, that the Chaka Ramsey axis is a championship winning axis? Or are we no, are we no. gonna finish sixth? Are we gonna get to the end of the season and go tune in against Tottenham? Well, that was a few our best weeks moment. a few weeks ago I would have said that Chelsea were gonna falter and we would have nipped away four for that reason. But um I mean watching Hazard at the weekend and watching Fabregas being Fabregas again, I wonder and I imagine that that's gonna be a bit more difficult. So you think and we, I ain't, think we ain't finishing top four, basically is what you're saying. Yeah, and I don't think Shaq is really the answer. Are Liverpool gonna Shaq finish is... top four? Because look, no, Liverpool held, held really? have no. you seen have you seen Salah? I have and Mane? seen Salah. I have, have seen, seen Salah and Mane, too? but I've also I seen I mean why Gome- why Manchester City are offering sixty million for Alexis Sanchez, who's obviously 
bonkers, right? When they and li- missing out on these people, and Mourinho seems to have got off scot free. Well, he hasn't because it is mentioned from time to time. Because they could have De Bruyne and. Lukaku mm-hmm. and Salah playing up front for Chelsea right? about- and how have Chelsea saying we haven't got the players we haven't got the squad <laughs> and they've done 45 million on Bakayoko and they've let Loftus-Cheek who was very impressive for England in the most diabolically dreary nil-nil draw I've ever seen in my life apart from the Red Star Belgrade <laughs> yeah, seems to have all the physical attributes and perhaps even a better technique than Bakayoko so I mean, there's other clubs making weird transfer decisions apart from Arsenal <laughs> weren't there and there's some odd stuff going on around the league and none of them would want Granite Xhaka as well so just go back to your original question <laughs> I don't really think but I like uh, him suddenly I don't do you know why I like him? him he gave that interview about his father being arrested and beaten in prison do you read that? Yeah, no. the Guardian. Yeah. Oh, his father yeah. was at Kosovan and he was arrested and he was. He said it was all right in prison until the beating started. <laughs> and should... I said that. You look that interview up yeah. online. This is what that family went yeah. through and the reason why they ended up in Switzerland and the reason why him and his brother, he, he puts their determination to succeed down to their upbringing and what their father went through. Right, suddenly right, too, I was yeah. thinking, holy smoke, people's stories... This guy, but in the meantime, will you start heading it and can you run about a bit and <laughs> stop going to the ground, stay on your feet and maybe take, it, don't ma- take so long about moving the ball on. Have a look at a Fabregas video. Maybe but actually, on the day... <laughs> maybe he was be, having a flashback. To be yeah, well, it wasn't him who was in prison, it <laughs> well, was his uh, old know, man. I dare say but, he was told bedtime stories. I, do f- I, I felt like at the weekend... they Sissoko and Dembele and Ericsson mm. didn't show up and Ramsey... And uh, and Chaka did turn up, and so did Ozil in a big way. Ozil was fantastic. I mean, just yeah. I mean, the whole kind of do you quote, think unquote, Chaka? Do you think Chaka and Ramsey are gonna? Now we play Huddersfield next. That's, That's the game. No, you want Burnley. Is it Burnley away? It's Burnley, Burnley away. And Huddersfield coming up at home not yeah. long after that. Right. Burnley away. That's the one. Suddenly, That's the one. Assuming epic proportions, yes. right? Now we're, Jack Court is Burnley joint, holding midfield we're player. Joint, we're joint on points with him. Yeah, yeah, we are. Jack Court is six points, and he was. He, they got him from uh, from Swansea. He's. Is he the son of Alan Cork or relative of Alan Cork? Anyway, the, Alan Cork's son. Yeah, yeah right. So he, he his went middle up to name Burnley. Is, his middle name is Porteous. Is it really? Porteous. He got into the England squad, right? And Gareth Southgate and I'm gonna, I've got, you know, I've got a Jack Wilshire beer on me bonnet the whole time. <laughs> Gareth Southgate said, "I can't pick Jack Wilshire for the England squad. He's not playing for Arsenal in the Premier League. He can't get in the Arsenal team." Loftus Cheek and Jack Cork and Ryan Bertrand and Joe Hart and quite a few other people who were playing for England couldn't get in the Arsenal team. The fact that Jack Wilshire's at this club is not a reason to leave him out, right? Mm. And when he has played, particularly away at Barte Borisov, and generally he has shown he is a sensational football player and a much better player than most of those people who are in contention for places mm. in the England squad. But anyway, that said, Jack Court scored a very good goal at the weekend. Burnley are an excellent side. Sean Dyche, for me... Should be in the running for every big job that comes up, and I and I'm a little bit concerned that we might go under at the weekend. Are we going to win there? Right. No. Well, no. I th- well, no. I don't no yeses. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't be confident about this team, Al. You can't. Yeah, yet. they're too Jekyll and Hyde. That's the thing. We not. just don't know. We go, go a goal up, we will win. You go up there, it gets noisy. We saw it would be a Watford mm. situation again. You go up there, it's a bit noisy. We miss a few chances. We dominate the game. They score, we go to pieces. You've seen that movie. You before. have to go there. You've seen that movie. Look at that. Look at them and say we're Arsenal. Mm. All right, I don't care. But when was the last we're time Arsenal. we went up to anywhere and said we're Arsenal and rolled over a mid-table team? To, to, like what sprung to Everton. mind? 
Yeah, that was yeah. That Did was we, good. Mm. That was good. Mm. I don't understand the Ronald Koeman thing. I don't understand it at all. I mean, he looked to have all or everything going on, everything you'd want from a manager, successful everywhere. And when we beat them five two, that was the first time I think ever that Wenger's got one over Koeman, who had the absolute Indian signing. Oh, well, when he was at Southampton, yeah, he just yeah, they just well, done us just every there, time. But yeah. when he when yeah. he was a manager in Holland as well, mm. we played them and then mm. so. We have to go there and we, I mean, if we go to Burnley and win, I mean, really, I mean, go two or three yeah, and good, play well it's and It's a good one. It. I mean, we're 11 unbeaten It's at a home. good time to have that test. We're 11 unbeaten at home and without that, you know, without All the, the reserves of shambolic will go away record. Yeah, we've got to go Burnley and win. We've got to go Burnley and win. No, talk, oh, talk, 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 talk. You know what's coming up after that, right? You know the game after that. Yeah, United. Yes, you know what's And we know, and we know where that it's one goes. Radio. Is it at home? Radio's going to go up. Is it at home? It's going to go up behind Ozil. He's going to put his hand in his short <laughs> and he's going to tickle him on the perineum. <laughs> and he's going, I will see you in July, Mizzard. <laughs> I will see you in July. That's Isn't that famously what, yeah. what? Didn't he do that to fat Frank Lampard? Tickled him on the paranoia in the showers. That's a horrendous image. He did. That was how he got it. They said to him, he said to him, you will be the best, best midfield player in the world. But when he did it, he was just tickling him on the paranoia. Oh, no. You've, you, <laughs> you've ended Keith. Let's right. talk about forgotten men. What about, wasn't there somebody let's called Theo? About, let's talk about, do you remember Theo? Theo Walcott. There is no player in more deep freeze at the moment <laughs> no, in time. No one Theo will buy him. He can't get in the team. He's on about forty-five the, billion quid a he week. Can't on the bench. He can't get on the bench. There's a conservative MP. There's a conservative MP head of it ahead of him on the bench. Whether he's injured or not, we don't know. Well, we, so oh, Walcott, I love the conservative. I, Theo, yeah. Theo oh. Walcott would never. Oh, play I love him. Arsenal in the league. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Oh, I love him. And I'm bit, a little bit weary over the years of seeing promising English kids disappearing out of the club in favour of French mm. boys. If Coquelin is not exited shortly <laughs> and replaced in the squad by the Conservative, that is a bad choice. Mm. This is a two-footed, talented what, midfield what player season, with pace. What season was the Coquelin thing? When did that start? Was it he had a good game alongside Santi Cazorla and Manch- at Manchester City. City. And everyone thought, As yeah. like Cazorla's minder. And he can. He is aggressive in midfield. And essentially, as we've seen prove since before and since, but you know basically, what? it's Cazorla. Cazorla in, makes anyone else in look Cochrane's good. In Cochrane's defence, however, uh, I'm the one doing the attacking, mm. but in his defence, he nearly had his first assist in right, living memory. I mean, he's had one or two, <laughs> to be fair to him. But that, he put a ball over the top that Sanchez got in, and I thought that might have been a pen, you know, oh. when the, the Tottenham Hotspur's yeah, 100 million pound mm. defender tripped him. I thought that was a pen. Yeah, on I the replay, it was like, oh, he ghosted behind. Mm. One of those where they ghost behind the legs and sort of did they clip them? They do that on purpose. Really wanted, on. really wanted one of those to go in. I thought Alexis was quicker than that. Do you know what I mean? He didn't accelerate away well, he from just, when he used just, to... He'd given himself a moment to stick it away and he got clipped. But he get, he kept going. He's not a diver, Alexis. <laughs> he's not. He'll throw himself to the ground in fury if he's been kicked about eight times. <laughs> can we put the, can we put this Alexis Ramsey thing to bed, or is there still any room for that? I don't mind them yelling at each other. I but mean, every time, time where is every it time pass? Alexis yells at Ramsey, he's not wrong, is he? Yeah, <laughs> he's not wrong. It's where yelling. I, if he's saying in in Spanish, Ramsey in, in, Ch- in Chilean Spanish, <laughs> who do you think you are, Johan Cruyff? If that's what he's saying, then he's just echoing my Ramsey, own thoughts. Ramsey did pull out a couple of really weird moves for that derby game, didn't he? Like he fell over a couple of times. He tried to do a couple of uh, step overs in a, on the edge of his own D, basically. And Alexis was giving him. 
Yeah, because he can't do it. He just do the simple stuff and you're good. But he just tries these Johan Cruyff moves and it doesn't come off and he looks bloody embarrassing. You know, it's just... So, OK, I think we've... Uh... Can we talk about the Caribou Cup and the Eddie night? Because I was there. Yeah, yes. Now, I was there. Against... Now, I could not go to the Norwich City game <laughs> because it was my wife's birthday. Oh, that old excuse. And as we were going to the restaurant yeah. on yeah. her birthday that yeah. neither yeah. of us wanted to go to... Yeah. She said to me, if you could have gone to the football if you wanted to. <laughs> Trust me, you did not miss. You really couldn't have done And it. I'm still here. I'm a free man. Yeah. I did nothing after that <laughs> that I could be arrested for. <laughs> Just went and had a but shine she lied, she lied to you like a you, cheap timer. You, timer. Chose, so you couldn't, have, chose gone. You couldn't not have gone to the football. You, chose you could what? not have gone to the football. Well, I think I have been to the football on her birthday <laughs> in the past. I think when she says, please go to the football thing, it yeah. says something about your marriage. And, <laughs> but yeah, Eddie and Kittier came yeah, on yes. and scored with both of his touches. Well, in the game. it was one of those games where Iwobi Giroud and Theo decided they weren't going to turn up. So basically we were playing with eight players. Have you taken <laughs> the wine again? Oh, here we go. Hobo time. <laughs> Hobo wars. That's <laughs> so, so what he's like. It's <laughs> so him. Now he's taking a photo of me. If that goes on social media, I will absolutely <laughs> glass you. <laughs> Hashtag seconds before I was glass. Hashtag delete. And welcome to the Meth Drinkers podcast. <laughs> this isn't meth. This is South Australian Shiraz. Anyway, yeah. it was, it was here he goes. Here, here, here. Oh, look, mate. What a gist pass of Shiraz. That's what we'll all be drinking, watching the Ashes tomorrow night. Anyway, so. Anyway, anyway. Eddie and Ketty. Eddie and Ketty. So, anyway, three of the senior players don't bother to turn about. El Nenny should have been sent off. We go a goal down. It's looking like it's fizzling out with three minutes left. she gave a penalty away, weren't given. Yeah. And you know Norwich oh, were looking Debushi. good. El Nenny oh, threw in Debushi a couple of world excellent. El Nenny threw in a couple of fantastic corners, mm. superb. But Eddie and Kittier's header, oh, but for the second that, corner for a really yeah. not a you know not like a kind of Ian Wright. It was quite player. Ian Wrightish. That yeah. was, was a Ian big jump, mm. and that yeah. that I mean the first one, both goals actually. Mm. Showed a real mm. sniffer, a real six-yard box, predator, mm. fox in a box, and all the rest of it. And he's one that Chelsea have let go. He's one of seven. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we got him off Chelsea when he's 14, yeah. 15. I mean, they didn't show it on the highlights. He had a couple of more chances. He could have got a hat-trick, which is, you know, which is a real oh, shame. So he might be shit then. No, 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 no. no he was unlucky. <laughs> but the Caribou Cup of fans, they loved him. I'm, I've never experienced this outside the ground. They were still shouting his name. I don't mean one or two. I mean thousands were shouting his name. Did you enjoy I the think Carib- his agent did must be going, happy Cup? days. Did you enjoy the League Cup? I did enjoy it. Well, once did we have been one one you have been one of its uh, strongest critics over the years, Keith. No, I'm not. I, uh, no, certainly not. That's not, not me. fair. No. We always go down there. Yeah. yeah and he always we're mo- always down for the league <laughs> and, cup. and he always moans when he's there. No, we're no. always down there. Carling, we moan at the fans. Carling Cuppers. Standing what up. was that game when we went and Yossi Ben-Ayoun scored? Oh, and yeah. we, was, yes, we were in a sea of yarmulkes. We were absolutely... And the whole oh. block was Israelis. Yeah. And Yossi Ben Ayoun yeah. scored, and like, suddenly we were just swept away to Tel Aviv. <laughs> yeah. It was we most euphoric moment. Yeah. Wasn't it? it was beautiful. We've had some great moments. Yeah. 
But also, we have lost a few. <laughs> but we've got West Ham coming up. Oh, let's hope this isn't David Moyes' turning point for us, because I'd like to see us do well in it. And I think what is a shame is that when you see these Caribou Cup fans, they really love it. And this is like their first time at the Emirates. You know it isn't Caribou, don't you? What is it? Know, I know, it's Carabao. Sort of, I know it's Carabao. Caribou I like calling, is a moose. I know it's a moose, but that's what I like calling it. Oh, Carabao. yeah. Oh, okay, right, yeah. I know it's called the Carabao. It's the moose cup. Yeah, the moose cup. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I bet it will one day. It should be called the moose cup. The moose cup. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I think we could go for the moose cup. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that the bizarre draw that took place oh. that was repeatedly delayed... <laughs> Why are they and the something was going on with China yeah. or whatever. <laughs> anyway, the Chinese are involved. Of so course, so we, it must we, be, uh, you know. I don't know. I don't know why I feel that's somewhat suspect. <laughs> <laughs> but the four big clubs yeah. were separated <laughs> yeah, in the I semi-finals. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Five I, draws I, later. I've been very dubious over the years. People have talked about warm balls mm. and draws. And I've always been thought that people are going about warm balls. But on this occasion... <laughs> They have a good hard look at themselves. Alan, if you're going down that route, you would have to suggest that somebody like FIFA and UEFA would be corrupt, and that is a totally scandalous what's and outrageous about the, thing What about say? the head of the Peruvian FA in the court case doing a slash-in-the-throat gesture? No, I say this, right, before we get sued by the, we need to stay the country of Peru, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm misquoting an article I read in The Guardian. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> is we that don't right? We don't. Someone, Chris has nodded. Well, never upset thinks Peruvians. He thinks that might get through the lawyers. We haven't got any lawyers apart from <laughs> the, Silent Chris is married to one and she's got enough on her plate, which we won't go into. <laughs> she don't need Peru on her, on her case, got, does she? You know, I mean, who does? But, uh, anyway, let's not talk about it anymore. Let's talk about... Mm. Um, well, the, about uh, Cologne, when the 20,000 Germans tried to no, sneak into no, the ground. No, we're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about the 89. Before. Yes, let's talk about uh, in 1989, listener, Arsenal uh, needed <laughs> to win. We were three points behind uh, going into the final game of the season away at Liverpool. We had 73 points, they had 76. And they had a superior goal difference by two goals. We needed to win by two goals because we knew that would be enough because we had outscored them over <laughs> the season despite being very boring. <laughs> And uh, we turned up at Anfield uh, with only, uh, noticeably, only two left-footed players in the squad. Only Paul Davis and Nigel Winterburn were left-footed. Paul Davis wasn't actually in the squad on the day. Uh, unlike the current Arsenal team, which has about, well, Czech, Kalashinac, Monreal, Chaka, Ozil and Wilshire, Several left-footers. Only Nigel was, uh, was the, the only left-footer in the team. This is not addressed to anyone in Northern Ireland. This is just a, a by-the-by <laughs> observation. And we turned up up there, needs to win 2-0, and we did. And it was perhaps the greatest night in any of our lives. And I don't care about having children or getting married or anything like that. <laughs> It was much more exciting than any of those things. And I defy any Arsenal fan to tell me that the birth of their first child was more emotional, more exciting and more memorable. Or can you remember where you were? Or can you remember the precise details? How warming this more will be for than Alan, that. Alan's I can't think to listen a, to this a single, to three children I have and a lovely wife, you know, you all know my wife's a lovely woman and the kids are great and, you know, and there's so many memorable things that have happened to me in my life, obviously not in the early years where I was surrounded by massive C and X duties, but in, the, in my adult life, 
But that day in 1989, without a shadow of a doubt, was the single most significant emotional event of my life. And I shared it with Tom Connolly. Tom, hello, Tom, out there. I haven't seen him for many years. And Damien Harris of this parish. The general. Uh, the general. general. In, in, uh, in his father's living room. And uh, anyway, subsequently, many years later, Amy Lawrence, who is a friend of the podcast, friend of the pod. and a couple of other people got together and said, we could do a documentary about this. And they, and they called it 89, somewhat unimaginatively. They could have called it <laughs> Bad Luck <like> Liverpool. <laughs> 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 but perhaps that would have been unsporting. John Aldridge wouldn't get off the grass when David O'Leary consoled him. What a miserable bastard. They could have called it that, but they didn't. They called it 89. And 89 was a significant year in the world. It was a significant year because it was the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was a significant year because of the Hillsborough disaster. It was a significant year for many reasons. And 89 is a number that rings. It resonates, right? So it's a good time. It's a good call. And the film is excellent so they had a premiere and amy called me up and they must have had someone fall out or drop out or whatever and i ended up hosting a q a at the premiere with very well. george graham and a few of the old players very excited keith mm-hmm. very excited could happily have just sat there all night we had lee dixon and michael thomas and george graham and who else tony adams tony who else? adams was yeah. that it was yeah, that the whole yeah. panel and amy of course yeah that was the whole that panel was it, and then and we did two of those because the screen two screens were full at the Holloway Odeon and, and the whole night was an amazing experience. You know, um you know in Goodfellas, like when uh, It's um, very similar to Goodfellas. Well here we are, I tell you. <laughs> you know where <laughs> That moment know, when Kenneth Dalgleish gets buried <laughs> <laughs> You know you know the moment when Ray Lyotto um leads in like they get a table at the front. She doesn't quite know what he does yet. So, like, they do the whole, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing Scorsese sequence. It's a really long, very famous shot where she yeah, walks yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, They go through the kitchen. They go through the kitchen. Why are we at he's the front? Like, say, he's, like, saying hello to everyone like that. And then just at the end of the sequence, like, she, like, turns her head around. And, it's and just there's a really, Steve Bold. No? It's just a really dizzying <laughs> moment. It's a really dizzying... That's how I felt at this at this thing. Mm. Like, over there is Michael Thomas. Yeah. Over there is my hero, Tony Adams. Okay, yeah. So, even though, you know, we know... When did T.A. become your hero? Ian Wright was in the building. Well, was, let me finish. I'll get to the end. I'll get to the sen- I'll get the end of the sentence out, oh, and then you can jump in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bad luck, T. Turns out you can't. I no, Keith, Thomas, listen, you were sitting listen, next listen, to my listen, 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 no, listen. Never no, mind. Wave on. your hand. Go. Listen. No, listen. Listen. On, let me get a word. Right. Right. He's over there. Double Davies. You haven't there, thought about your, you haven't thought about your point in advance. I have. Actually, it's going to take another forty no, minutes before it arrives. <laughs> We might as well just get to something that Keith the thinks in point, the interim. Listen, yeah. the whole point was it was just such a dizzying, brilliant night because there were so many, so so many legends there. But what I was going to say, even though that's actually been spoilt now by you being you over there, is that it was such a good laugh being there with our mates. At, yeah. this, at this launch, Chris was there, Al was there, the other Al was there, the better Al was there, and it was just so exciting to be at the. 89 premiere well I, oh, I enjoyed I was talking to Mickey afterwards and I said you know oh, oh no me and Mickey 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 that's what he used to say what is the cherry on the cake with his goal is the Brian Moore commentary if you'd have shown that to a bunch of script writers and say right watch this 
come up with some commentary, no one would have got near what Brian Moore done that night. And it's, I mean, he's re- doing it on the night, in the moment, and every single word is perfection for that Mickey Thomas goal. It's just beautiful. It is beautiful. The whole, uh, I was <laughs> nervous. I was nervous watching the film. Thomas. Yeah. I was nervous. That's that we what was good about it. Charging through the midfield. At 1-0. <laughs> at 1-0, I was nervous. Do you know what it's I mean? The way now. And then after that. Thomas! But they played it so Right at the end! <laughs> But what they played it so well is because they then start, you know, they restarted the play, and there was that whole thing about. And I loved it when Lee Dixon goes. If you haven't, I mean, there's no spoilers in this, obviously. When Lee Dixon goes about how Mickey Thomas takes the ball down and passes it back to Lukic at that point. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. The, the way they do that, it's so well put together. Do you think that they should have spoken to anyone from Liverpool for the film? Wow, it's yeah, but no, like secured yeah. an inter- if that if they could have got John Barnes, John Barnes, or if they could, have I would have heard from Kenny John Barnes Dalglish. or Kenny Dalglish, but anyone else can or get Peter to Peter Beard's get to Steve it. McMahon would have been nice if they could have got good. Steve McMahon, you know, doing the one minute. You know, how did you feel at the moment? If do you think it would have improved the film, or because it was a big call to make? They made the film is going to be about this team, what they achieved together. Mm. Well, I mean, I think the could film have it in holds the director's up. cut. I think I've watched a few of those thirty for thirty documentaries. You know that are usually on on ESPN, ESPN documentaries, right? Yeah, and loads of them are about American sport. I love. I didn't used to. I've always loved baseball. I ne- never used to be into gridiron until Friday Night Lights, and recently, Last Chance You. Holy smoke! I'm, I'm an absolute addict, right? So now suddenly, I'm very interested in that, and I'm I can't quite get into the NBA, but obviously, I was as mesmerised by Michael Jordan as, as, as everyone guys, yeah. well yeah I mean amazing right and the, and the baseball so that documentary series they can show you a sport that's not your sport they can you don't really know all the rules you don't really know what's going on but they somehow get you into the personalities and, and the, the characters emotion. and the emotion and what people you know what they're going through mm-hmm. right you know what they're yeah. going through when they miss in the last minute and they lose and everyone's crying you think, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I was in Paris in '93. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Valencia in '98. I remember West Ham in '98. I remember Luton. I remember Birmingham. I remember losing <laughs> games. I know what that feels like. Yeah. And I do feel like they've achieved it with '89. They've achieved something that's worthy of showing in that 30 for 30 slot. And that, to me, that is high praise, right? Because this is not easy to do. This is very much. In a way, it's a one-club thing. It's Arsenal overcoming the odds. But because the Liverpool story was so emotional that season, mm. because it incorporated the Hillsborough disaster, because the whole thing was unusual and it was isolated on its own at the end of the season, and it was very, it was a big turning point in football, right? It was a big turning point away from the terraces and everyone being treated like animals and scum, which they were. We all were in mm. the 80s. Mm. Everyone was. Yeah. And that culminated in Hillsborough. And that, and then it was a kick forward into what football could become. The Premier League, whatever you think of it, one way or the other, it was a big change. But that night, that night, at the point when football was a really a low ebb, that night did show what great sport could be, what great... But to answer, your, to answer your question... And the film's captured it all, I think. I was going to say, to answer your question, um, you know, I was 14 in 1989 and I, I know what a tragedy it was. Of course I do, because I, I think, of course, we all did. I was 10 in 1985 when the Bradford thing happened and you knew what the tragedy that was. But I think, to answer your question about whether we should have heard from a John Barnes or a Kenny Dalglish or whatever, I think it's covered so well in the film and I think the emotion comes across almost 
not almost more because of course it's not more but you get the emotion from the fact that you can feel it so strongly from an Arsenal point of view third or fourth hand uh, for you know as I say for me being you know so young at the time you know not only you know I mean Lee Dixon's in tears talking about it you speak it's about true. it with so, so much yeah. emotion and it comes across the emotion comes across almost as I say more so because you're looking at it from an outsider's point of view. So but I'll tell you what, that's a very really good well. point. It's the small little things in the film that I never knew about that happened in 89. You know, the things with George Graham, you see him at the end trying to calm the players down when we've got the second goal. And he actually said, the actually, flowers. I didn't know what I was the doing. Flowers. Everyone thinks I'm when in Lee control. When Lee Dixon talks about the flowers, yeah. that is a really, really it's poignant true. moment. And I gave an interview for the film, and there's a couple of bits of my interview that are in the film. And, of course, everybody who's interviewed in the film was interviewed about Hillsborough. And for everybody, it's very, very difficult. And, I, and, and as a fan, I was on the terrace at Highbury on that day, and it's the most shocking and a horrendous thing. And, of course, you notice that after Hillsborough, the one thing that fans mm. who were around in the 80s all noticed when you look at footage is there are no fences. There are no fences mm. anymore in any game anywhere after that day. And those fences were the work and of the absolute what... devil. And you're right. I think it's a good point you make, T, that... You get the horror of what happened and the the terrible sadness and the emotion of what happened through interviewing players from a club who were 200 miles Mm. away. And if you try to speak to Kennedy Aglish in particular, who went to so many funerals... All the funerals. ...and Mm. Barnes and everybody, but how could they be asked to talk about it? And And the football game for them... mm was kind of neither here nor there. And they do that really well. And I think as well, as I say, as a, you know, as a 14 year old fan in 1989, which, you know, these kind of things, you know, like any, you know, any war zone, any story like that happens over there. You know, you do feel the emotion of it, but it is happening over there. And that's the kind of disconnect you feel as a sort of, you know, a teenage fan who wasn't there at a game or whatever. But just seeing, terraces seeing the cages that football fans are put up in you go yeah. back, you mentioned the 30 by 30 thing mm. and the only reason why i mentioned that now is because you've got this feeling of you know sport as a universal emotion that you don't need to be there to understand the, the you know the, the the kind of gravity of it and just mm. seeing those cages and seeing what fans used to have to go and put up within the in the mid 80s we all did mm. in the mid 80s we you say, but this is the beauty of it, no, it beauty, was beauty is the wrong way you say we all did I didn't Chris didn't you know we're not the age that well, you guys you're, are you know, but, only because uh, you were younger but you would no, have but done. that's exactly what I mean that's exactly what I mean so to sit there for me watching it and to see it writ large on the screen like that was really really powerful and seeing the impression as you say of fans from 200 miles away from players whose club it wasn't and we all know where we can all kind of catch up with it now. That's what was really, that was a really, really powerful moment for me. The other really super powerful moment in the film, I mean, God love him, of course, if anyone's going to make us all kind of well up, it's always going to be right here, isn't it? No spoilers. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. Um, if you haven't seen the film, uh, 89 is available for download and DVD. And there is a website, and uh, sorry, Amy Lawrence and everyone involved, but I can't remember what it is, but it won't take you long to find it. 89thefilm.com. <laughs> but there's a website. In, if you get enough of you together in your town, and you can get it screened in your town. I know they've they've managed that in Belfast and the one or two other towns. Uh, As an Arsenal fan, it is essential. It's unmissable. And and I was uh, a bit cheeky during the (laughs) Q&A 
saying to George Graham that this was a team that was basically more than the sum of its parts. That was the whole thing about And them. as he said, this and was I a said, young team, so a very young team as well. People yeah, forget about they were. that. They were young, yeah. and they were young, and they were going right into the heart of the beast. Mm. Right? They'd the, never you know, lost. They'd never you know, and, and, I, and I did feel as though they were more than the sum of their parts, mm. and it was, you know, they were, hang on, T's, T's found something. It's gone on the internet. I was going <laughs> to say, if you want to try and get the screen for yourself, it's, www.rscreen.com and uh, 89 yeah 89 is the film that's how you can bring it to your own that's Have how you, you can bring it to you taking the wine again <laughs> not talking about the wine it's unbelievable <laughs> that's not them always talking about the wine it's just it's always next to you <laughs> did you like the music Keith but actually I did and I was surprised when your name came up <laughs> Actually, that doesn't sound... No, that came out wrong, didn't it? No, it was really good. I was really enjoying it. I enjoyed that whole night, mate. I mean, what, what, what wasn't there was like? There was me. Everyone was uh, leaving at the end, clapping and crying of the film. Uh, and there's only me, like, the probably the smallest person in there, trying to fill my name on the credits like that. And there's people... Ty, Ty <laughs> cleared the music for the film. Do you think... And I talked to Amy Lawrence a bit about this. And, and, and I, I, we did the Q&A... And uh, they needed someone to ask the questions and host it. And I was very privileged and, mm. and, to, and to be in that position with all my heroes, my absolute heroes, you know, George and Tony and a whole lot of them. And Amy kept saying, oh, I don't feel like I should be here. I'm an interloper. I'm an imposter. <laughs> I was going, Amy, you've done this. You put right? the damn thing together. You've yeah, done yeah, this. Yeah. You've made this happen. I said, you're a journalist. What should I ask them? And she said, ask them why football was so much better then. <laughs> oh. And 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 I, I don't know. I I I know what she means, yeah. and I agree. I don't. I don't agree because what I remember about Georgie Graham's magic, he wears a magic hat, <laughs> and when he saw the FA Cup, he said, "I'm having that." <laughs> the Wenger's three years for three years under Wenger. When we did the double in 02, won the league at Old Trafford, should have done the double in 03, blew it, Vieira was injured, whatever, didn't happen. But the response to that was to go unbeaten in 04, which arguably wouldn't have happened if they hadn't blown it in 03. Won the cup in 03, by the way. Mm. That three years, that was an amazing football team up there with the greatest football teams in the history of club football. I do not care who you are. Talk to me about it, right? Unbeaten away from home in 2002. Unbeaten throughout the season in 2004. I doubt it will be repeated. Maybe Pep Guardiola with £400 billion worth of Arab oil money will pull it off this season. Well done, Pep. But we're talking about a side that was put together without big transfer fees, without, you know, Colo Toure cost 250 grand or whatever. That was a special, special side. But still, even that, to me, the 89 going up there, 87, the League Cup, beating Tottenham away, winning it in 91, only lost one game. Really, Mm. and... That was a sense and built on a on a side that was half Arsenal youth team players. It was well, a yeah, special, exactly. you special know. time. Yeah, look, I, I mean, mean you, they were our team. It was a club team, and the fact that you, you hear just, things you in the film them. where they were still the players were still connected to the fans more closely. They weren't. They didn't win the up in Anfield and suddenly get in an helicopter and fly to Berlin. True, but that much is true, Keith. <laughs> yeah, they went to a club and knocked around with Arsenal players playing. That much is playing true. pool. Yeah, yeah, that much, that much is true, Keith. But you <laughs> said you said the real thing there is that you said that was our team and that was your team because of the age and how you guys were travelling. <laughs> 
at the time. And what is a real problem for me, like, you know, obviously sort of living on social media as I shouldn't, is when you get this kind of hierarchical thing put in about just from when your date of birth is. Of course that was your team and of course football was different then. But, you know, if you were 17 or if you were, for example, 23 when we won the league in 98, then that's your Arsenal yeah, yeah. team. No, I and mean, oh, I mean when, 18, when I'm saying, when I'm saying our team, I mean our community. No one's knocking the 98. No, Don't even get me started no, on the 98. You see the point I'm making? No, it's I'm saying of, our community. They came from London. They were they 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 they, they, they weren't bought in. I mean, I'm not knocking all the other teams that have followed them, but there's something because there's a closeness. You're not brought up. I think it's a good. I think it's a good point that the film does not dwell on that. And it hmm. isn't made, it, a big thing is not made of it that the only player on the pitch who was not from Britain or Ireland was Bruce Grobelar. And we had, apart from David O'Leary, all English players, right? And they had their three or four Irish lads in the side. Uh, one of them was Aldridge, who wasn't Irish, right? So, you know, so there was a very much a British and Irish thing and also at that time because of what happened in Heisel in 85 and because of the ban and, and it's worth pointing out that the ban wasn't just because of Heisel mm. the ban no, was loads of previous we'd gone back yeah. a decade right back to Leeds in 75 the well, and all the World Cup stuff there'd you been know, a yeah. decade of trouble yeah. right so it'd be wrong to just say we weren't in Europe because of Liverpool it's some no, it's still all say, loads right? of them. We were, we were. So it was very, very local. Yeah. It was a, it was local business. There was no sense that the league was anything to do with anything, else, anyone else mm. in the world. But you still had the suspicion, didn't you, that the world was watching and looking because this was a thriller. This was an absolute thriller. I will say about the film itself that there's good footage from the time more. Mm commentary but they've got a couple of low angle touchline cameras mm. Mm. and they found some footage of real high impact tackles <laughs> and they've done a great and see i'm looking at you because this is your area and they've done a great sound mix of some impacts some impacts of players some impacts with the ball and they've created the atmosphere of what it meant to be there is no anyone who thinks that liverpool didn't turn up on the day and weren't up for it and somehow bottled it Needs to have a little bit of a look mm. because this was a ferocious fixture. This and, was really hard. And what really came back to me watching this as well, as I say, what came back to me um, was that the state of the pitches. John Barnes was an absolute superhero at the time. <laughs> an absolute. I and mean, he should have played for Arsenal. And he should have played for Arsenal. He should have played for Arsenal. Arsenal. He John, wanted to play for John Arsenal. Barnes. John Barnes wouldn't pay the money, would we, Keith? <laughs> John Barnes is my hero. Felt that never feeling? <laughs> wouldn't pay the wouldn't pay the money. Keith, for, Keith, every time I see Keith these days, it goes to me. He got in, scored again. Wouldn't pay the money. <laughs> Barnes was the first. Wouldn't pay the money. <laughs> wouldn't pay the money. Right? They paid nine hundred thousand for it's it. It's the history of our club. And we ended up a couple of years later paying eight hundred thousand for Brian Marwood, who was terrific, mm. terrific, brilliant for us. John Barnes was something. No, John Barnes. No, Never going to win Footballer of the Year. <laughs> Never going to win fifty, sixty caps for England. The other thing that came back to me watching the film is that I didn't quite realise or remember just what a lead that we'd blown in that oh, month. Oh God, we should have been celebrating yeah. two weeks previous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Derby defeat, the Wimbledon defeat, the well, well, draw, draw, Nigel Winterburn's right-footed screamo. Yeah, yeah, we did. We blew it. I it was really that. interesting watching. Sorry, it was really interesting watching um, when you were doing the Q and A out. After you dug me out walking in, cheers for that. But when it was a, a oh, you're always late. <laughs> 
<laughs> I tell you what, he's interesting. It's a miracle you didn't come in on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had. <laughs> but no, the Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas and George Graham, because they were sitting next to each other, weren't they? Yeah, That's well, quite interesting. That's uh, the highlight of my evening. No, it's not the highlight of my evening. The highlight of the mm. early part of the evening for me was. Uh, I mean, I was absolutely in heaven. I was in heaven all night. This was my. This is my side, right? I was twenty-three years old. This is good fellas and manager. This is my side. Mm. This is my. I mean, really, I just loved every member of that team. They were just fantastic. I love Rocky. I can't speak about him without welling Mm. up. Merson, who it turns out was an absolute idiot of the first order, but what (laughs) a footballer! What a footballer. And I, I and I absolutely loved them. And Amy came to me and said, oh, the PR people want to do a photo on the red carpet with everyone who's in the film. And I said, all right, well, I'll just wait. And, you know, I've got a couple of things ready for the Q&A. And she goes, no, that means you. And I said, well, I'm only in it for two minutes. I mean, I... I she goes, no, you, Nick Ormby, and go come down. Like, I'm going to be in it. No, I don't want it. So we went down, and suddenly we're in the squad. We're in the squad. <laughs> Me, Lawrence, and Hornby are in the squad. And the banter was just lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but proper lovely. I mean, yeah. it really made me laugh. And the Mickey Thomas does not want to be... The thing you do notice about the film is that a few of them are bright, you know, that you can tell... They're, you know, Dixon has got a media career and so Smith and Winterburn has to an extent. And, you know, they're mm. all good talkers and all that. Rocky's not there, obviously, mm. of course. Merson's inevitably missed it because he's got a paid speaking engagement somewhere. <laughs> and that absolutely sums Merson up in a nutshell. <laughs> but I'm down there and they're all there. And there's Mickey. Mickey, and they're, they're lucky to... Amy Lawrence told me they nearly didn't get Mickey Thomas. They spent ages. They, nearly, they could not persuade him to come. He's not the sort of person who would... He's not the kind of person who would be a pundit. He's not that sort of a bloke. No, he's very... He's standing next to me. You sat sat next to him during the film. He is funny. He was funny. He's standing next to me doing this photo shoot. I'm creeping out of it as much as I can because I felt embarrassed to be there, but at the same time thrilled, right? And he's also creeping out of it. (laughs) I think, but this is you. (laughs) This is your actual film. (laughs) This should be called the Michael (laughs) Thomas goal, this film. 89's a good time, but it's you. Get up the front. And Perry Gross says to me, I can't even judge. Nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> All the way through the film, Still. you'll like it when you watch it. If you haven't seen it already, is that Paul Merson keeps saying things like, to win at Anfield, to win by two goals, nah. <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Is it, nah. Merce, or is, it nah. Merce or, uh, is it Merce or Winterburn, who, by the way, is the star of the movie? Winterburn does a great job in it, doesn't he? Good, good Where is it? He goes, um, uh, he, sleep, he could sleep on a clothesline. He could sleep on a clothesline. <laughs> Merson said that about Merce Thomas. Said that about Thomas. <laughs> so I'm trying to get him to go, and, he, and Perry goes, goes to me, oh, he hates George. He went, him and George. <laughs> him and George never got on. They never give him enough money. And they're all about George being tight, wouldn't give him any money. And then Adams told a story. I mean, Tony Adams, you know, oh, you're God, I could have cried. You know, you're God, right? Mm. Told this story about a training session where, where George Graham's making them do press-ups and Nicky <laughs> Thomas is on the ground doing press-ups and he's in the up position. <laughs> and, and Graham's going, no, do more. And he's like, oh, I ain't going down, I ain't doing no more. 
So he's still in the up position. And those of us who remember Mickey Thomas coming through the youth team, he come through as a left back, even though he was right footed. Remember him being basically a slab of muscle, right? And Adam said he, George Graham was kneeling on his back to try and make him do a press up. And he wouldn't do it, right? Anyway, eventually we managed to push Mickey forward to George, who's now 77 years still old. Still looking good. Yeah, still looks mm. great and still super smart and articulate mm. and remembers it all. <laughs> so Mickey's there. Suddenly Mickey's there with him. And then in the film, there's a little bit where they, you can see them going, don't go, Quinny, don't go, Quinny. Perry, Perry Groves is very chatty. He's a, he's a fantastic bloke, right? He goes, yeah, Quinny was going to go because they weren't giving him enough money and that's what that's all about. Oh, and it just sick. Them. That's what that's all about. And Alan Smith gives a good interview in the film, alluded to it. He goes, we all thought that the only reason George wanted to move out, Kenny Sansom and Tony Woodcock and Graham Ricks and Charlie Nicholas, who were all brilliant right? <laughs> because they're on too much money and it turns out no it weren't just that it weren't just that they were on too much money yeah good replacements and they weren't gonna do what he said yeah they weren't right. gonna buy into it they weren't gonna listen to him mm. they they had this amazing amount of talent maybe they had a bit ma- too much mm. attitude maybe they yeah it was culture it's not there. right to tar them all with no. the same brush because mm. they were all at different times sansom oh my god I mean, what a fullback! What a left back! What a footballer! Graham Ricks was an absolute hero. Tony Woodcock was oh. a brilliant striker for Arsenal and England, and Charlie Nicholas. Mm. Mm. I mean, all right, he was a bit of a playboy and whatever. Oh, well, yeah, but we <laughs> loved liked him, him, right? He loved scoring against Tottenham. We loved scoring. Scored something against Tottenham. So, for whatever you say about all those boys who yeah. yeah. moved out, that we all, you know, we're thinking, what are you doing? But George wanted it locked down, right? He wanted his own. He wanted to get his own people in and make them do what he wanted, and he did it. Have you met TA before? before yeah, yeah, a few times. Yeah, I have. Yeah. When I was uh, speaking about being fourteen, nine eighty nine, I wrote down. I wrote. I wrote a note to uh, Tony Adams and Prince in case I ever met like, both of them. Like, <laughs> in a Keith moment, I should have kept it in my sock. <laughs> so righty goes. Um, righty goes. You've um, eclipsed Keith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that, eh? My heart was breaking. <laughs> Where were you when you were 40? What the hell was going I wrote, on? I wrote a note. I was like, this one's for Prince and this one's for Tony Adams. If I ever meet him, this is what I'm going to yeah. say. And you didn't keep them. So basically, right, he goes, right he goes over and gets Tony Adams and goes, right, this guy wants to meet you. So I'm standing in front of Tony Adams. Tony Adams has got that kind of look on his face. Frankly, it would be the only sober person at a party where everyone else yeah, is bad. he couldn't wait to get out. Course. He couldn't wait to leave. So he looks down expectantly and every single word that I wrote when I was 14, <laughs> Went out the window. Went out the window. Everyone around, I think, was it? I think Chris and Al were were advising him, and our friend Becky Thomas were advising him about what chicken wings to have. Not to, <laughs> and I'm just staring at him with like a look of love on my face. It was completely wasted on me. But it was such such an exciting, <laughs> such an exciting party seeing all these people here. And back when we didn't start, we started off with Spurs, so we should end with him. Um, the whole conversation about like in your cup final, our cup final. Is the cup final? Yeah, that's a th- thing that annoyed final. me. Is yeah. the cup final? Yeah, that was a cup final. Yeah. It's one of their fans said that was our cup final. They all. Oh, it was in the Telegraph. Oh, Keith. In the Telegraph. Oh, Keith. No one told Al this till now. <laughs> Is that what's <laughs> happened? That's what they said. They, that was our cup final. <laughs> Are you shitting me? This is the sound of. Are you trying to have a laugh with me? This is the sound of. They said that was our cup 
final. <laughs> this is the sound of the... T- Beating them at home! This is the sound of the touch paper. <laughs> Who said that? It's in a telegraph. How deluded are these people? <laughs> You're shit. You'll always be shit. Tottenham Hotspur, you'll always be shit. Glad I you'll that always be shit. You'll always be shit. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, you'll always be shit. <laughs> Glad I mentioned that one just near the end. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think on that note, ta Cheers, mate. <laughs>